Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated for a moment here tonight. One of just a couple things to think about here is, is this coming uh, Friday, Sister Louise Sun's funeral. The, the funeral is going to be at noon, and the viewing will be prior to that. And so, right here at the anchor on Friday, the funeral will be at noon. And if you can, we want you to come and and pay your respects. What a wonderful lady, such a giving lady, uh, 97 years old, and been in church I think almost every, all of her life which is outstanding what a, what a testimony of that so we want to come and, and honor her and her life on that day I do want to say that this section is open on Wednesday nights uh, because our youth are not in here so feel free to come and sit in this section if you want to be a little closer to the fire amen and uh, if you want to be a little closer to the restrooms you know where to sit praise God and uh, uh, just teasing, but um, we uh, we are we are sad to hear that Brother Rick and Sister Cindy Liggett are going to be moving, and uh, they are they are headed to Florida, and we would all be envious if it was if it was January February for sure, and I want them to come. We're going to pray over them tonight. I want the ministry team to come. Uh, they are leaving this coming Sunday, and and uh, and we're sad about that. Let's all stand. We're going to pray for them. They've been in this church uh, 20 plus years and have been involved in so many ministries, whether it was singing or, or putting events together and have served in so many capacities in our, in, in our daughter works and other campuses and always a support team and appreciate them very much. Both of them have had, you know, I want y'all stand right here in the center if you don't mind and Elder Melik, if you get the oil and, and uh, we're gonna anoint them and pray. But, uh, both of them have had amazing uh, miracles. Um, I remember when they weren't sure Sister Cindy was going to make it. We know Brother Rick, they, they didn't give him much hope with his heart. And uh, he's going to be a little bit glad to get out some cold weather and have some walking area there. But, but God sustained them. He'll sustain us in the midst of our infirmity. How many know the Lord's a healer? And we're going to pray that the hand of the Lord will be with them to strengthen them and bless them. Would you lift your hands toward them? And let's all pray together. Lord, we love you. say amen. This is a, just a small token of our appreciation of all the years you've served at the Anchor Church. Would you give them a hand? Don't we love Brother Sister Liggett here tonight? 
Hallelujah. Praise God. We, uh, I want Brother Brent Barton to come. He's just going to testify and exhort for a minute. He and Sister Crystal have been in my office with their children and they have already led five other people to the Lord since we started this Bible study. Five other people. It's been amazing. And they are reaching their community. They're reaching their neighbors. And we're excited. They're with them almost every service. Matter of fact, on Sunday night, they had a, a new neighbor with them that was in this altar, weeping and crying in the presence of God and said, I've been waiting to come to church with you. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And uh, Brother Brent, come up here with Pastor. He and I have talked scripture. I don't know, we're going on two years with a Bible study on Wednesday nights and Sister Crystal. And uh, where's, where's Crystal at? There you are right there. But Crystal loves God, been involved with the kingdom of God here. I remember after a Bible study, after several weeks, maybe a few months, but uh, she finally came to the altar and she said, I'm ready. I said, ready? She said, you know, I wanna be baptized. We baptize her in Jesus' name and God filled her with the Holy Ghost and now they're children and now they're neighbors. Amen, this is what it's all about. Would you welcome Brother Brent as he comes to talk about Jesus for a few minutes. We love you, Brother Brent. Praise the Lord, church. Oh, it's such a privilege to be with you folks. I enjoy every moment that we get to spend together. You, you may be seated. God is good. I could spend hours talking about the goodness of God. Um, you know, I hadn't always walked with God. You know, I backslid for, for a while. And I come to a point in my life where I needed God. And I didn't think that there, I would ever have a relationship with him again. And uh, I came on a Sunday morning and sat back there on the second row, just kind of hiding and uh, thinking, you know, maybe I can be a part again, maybe, just maybe. And as I was sitting there, Sister Mary Williams, I saw her out of the corner of my eye. She parked her walker and made her way to where I was. And it was at that moment I knew that I could be a part again. And I'm so thankful for you, all of you. You're such a blessing to my life. And I love every single one of you. I really do. And I'm thankful for you. Well, God showed me something on, when I was on my way back home to the church. He said in Isaiah 54, verse 10, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed. Saith the Lord that have mercy on thee. I'm so thankful for mercy. I'm so thankful for a second chance. And through this second chance, he is allowed to work, allow me to work for his benefit in bringing these souls to the kingdom of God. And I'm so thankful for that. Anything I can do for the kingdom, I, I just... I just give myself to God. You know, God, you just show me what you want me to do and I'll be more than happy to do it for you. No matter where I gotta go or what I have to do, I'll do it. As long as it's for you, God. And I know that he'll be with me. Um, it's such a privilege to live for God. He's such a great God. I, like I said, I could go on and on and on of the goodness of God. I'm so thankful for mercy. and so thankful for what he's done for me in my life. I think, so I'm thankful for my wife and my kids. Um, and what God's doing in their life. And uh, I just pray that uh, for, for his move, a move of God tonight. And uh, so thankful to be here. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, church. 
tremendous. I feel the Lord when you're talking. The Lord's on you. I believe in you. And aren't we thankful for second chances? Praise God. There's a call of God on him. How many can feel the witness of the Spirit on his life? Hey, we're thankful for the Barton family. Amen. Amen. They have a, just remain standing for the reading of the word. Luke chapter 19. We have, we have a Bible study on Wednesday nights in my office around six. And, and um, they, they bring a, a little young, young man with them that's three years old. And his sister is, I think his sister, is she four? She's five. Is he three? He's three. And uh, he was telling me a story and he just says, pastor. He calls me pastor. And uh, his sister started saying something. He said, I'm talking to the pastor. <laughs> it's awesome. We had quite a time tonight. I've been teaching them songs. Jesus loves me. This I know. Well, the Bible tells me so. I hope that the Lord tarries in their 70, they're still singing that song that we're teaching them in that Bible study. I mean, no, it's the truth. Oh, I feel an expectation in this building tonight. God has brought every one of you for, to the kingdom for such a time as this. There is something upon us tonight. The book of Luke chapter 19, verse one. Let there be a hallelujah in the building. Luke 19, verse one. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was, a, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little in stature. I don't know if I'd wanted that description for me and the holy writ for the ages to come. He was Zacchaeus. He was the chief among all the thief, publicans, and he's a short man. I don't know why I think that's funny and you don't, but it's, I think it's still funny. But, but it, that's his description and it goes on and it's defining the sort of the layout. He, he ran before him, climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. He observed enough, that's where Jesus is headed. I'm going to get ahead of him. I'm going to climb up a tree because I'm shorter than everybody, but I've got to see this man. There was a moment in his life he realized money wasn't good enough. Everything he had wasn't satisfying. He realized that what's missing in his life must be in that man. And I'll tell you tonight, what's missing in your life is in that man. What you couldn't find in success, what you couldn't find anywhere in the community, what you couldn't get out of family, I'm gonna tell you, it's all in him, the song says, everything you need. Somebody shout, it's in him. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus saw you looking at him. And said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, Come down out of that tree, for today I must abide at thy house. Today I've got to go to you. I've got to get to your house. 
It wasn't, it was no longer just an option. It was the necessity of God. I've got to get to the people that are looking for me. I've got to go to the people that are hungry for me. I got to go to the people that are searching for me. Amen. I think sometimes God has to bypass, bypass churches because they just go to church. But God's looking for people that's looking for him. I want to be a people that's looking for him. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is coming to your house. And he made haste. He came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Well, you better get an understanding tonight. That's what Jesus does. He's a guest to sinners. He goes where sinners are wanting to change their life. Aren't you glad he came to your door one day? I'm so stirred tonight. I don't want to be stuck in some righteous, sophisticated, my dad would say egotistical, feel better than everybody else and not need him. I come to tell you, I want to need a man, the Lord in my life. And Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, y'all can be seated. I've already preached half my sermon. I've got two verses to go, I think, no, a little more. And he said, look what happened. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. The crowd is murmuring because they do not like the fact that he's hanging out with a sinner. They, why isn't he here with me? Why is he in that man's house? Don't you realize he's the chief, he's the boss of all the publicans or the tax collectors which are robbing us? That's what a publican did. He would raise the taxes to pad his own pocket and he was a Jew. It was Jews that collected taxes for the Roman government and the Jews would raise the interest rates so they could get wealthy off of their own people. That's a dirty trick. They were not collecting and they would give the, the Roman government their portion and they would raise it so they could get wealthy off of their own people's bondage. That's why the Bible calls him a, a, a they said he's a sinner. The Bible put harlots in the same category as publicans, harlots, and sinners. But isn't it amazing, this man that's done a lot of wrong with a little time spent with Jesus, he said, whatever I've done, I'll, re I'll, I'll return fourfold. You know what he got when Jesus was in his house? He got a hold of repentance. He got a hold of I can turn around. What Brother Brent said happened in him, got a hold of mercy and the Lord shining upon his life. Aren't you glad when you did somebody's wrong, God wasn't done with you? Come on, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all done somebody wrong. We've all made mistakes. He said, watch this. He said, I restore. I will restore whatever I've taken. He was hanging around the restorer. How I many know the Lord is a restorer? And Jesus said unto him, this day, somebody shout it with me. This day, one more time. This day, somebody shout right now. This day is salvation. Come to this house. This day, 
right now for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. And he makes a declaration to the people that were murmuring about his company. The people that were murmuring around who's, who he's hanging out with. He said, this day, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. What he was declaring, I realize he's a sinner, but he's still the child of God. He's still made in his image. I realize tonight somebody's in a bar room somewhere, but they're still, God can save them. If they want to turn around, they can. Somebody's at a crack house tonight, but they're not always going to be at a crack house because salvation is on the way. Somebody shout salvation. And Jesus makes a declaration to the crowd, the loaves and fish people, the people that's just there out of routine, people are just following. He makes a declaration and here's what it is. Here's what I've come to preach to you tonight. Look at the next verse. Look and see what it says. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. He said, the reason I'm here, I appreciate that you understand the miracles that I do, but the reason I'm on this earth, I have come to seek and to save the lost. There are some people lost in the wilderness of sin of Zanesville. They are lost behind a bar stool tonight. They're lost behind a broken relationship. They're lost behind some broken decisions. They're lost, they don't know where to go. They're turning in circles and have nowhere to go. But Jesus said, I am here to go look for and find the lost that I can save them. I come to tell you, every one of us tonight were lost. Every one of us tonight were on our way to hell. But there was a day Jesus came to my house. He came to my heart. He came to my home. And he gave me another chance. God forbid that the anchor church becomes some list of rules that we just follow out of methodical reasoning. We gotta get beyond. We can never lose the purpose that the anchor must seek and to save that which is lost. It's our purpose. You wanna talk about mandates. It is our mandate. It is not the will of God for us to have services and sinners aren't saved. Weeks where nobody repents, nobody's converted, sinners aren't hearing the gospel. But I'm gonna tell you what he said. If you'll seek, you're gonna save them. If you seek, you shall find. Look at your neighbor and say, you used to be a sinner. But God saved you. I'm stirred to the core. They're all over this city. There's really hundreds, even thousands of people that would love to feel what you feel, but they're lost. The Bible says if the gospel be hid, if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are, somebody say lost. Lost, they don't know where to turn, they don't know what to do. They're looking in avenues and it's only leading them down darker roads darker roads and I feel this so strong because brother Nehemiah there are so many people right now that if they just knew what he knew there's mercy 
There's a second chance. There's a purpose and there's a dream. I want you to lift your hands in the room and I want you to pray for some faceless person in your life in this city that they're looking. They've climbed a tree somewhere trying to find Jesus. They're, they're, they know their, their wealth and their lifestyle isn't, isn't satisfying. They're, they're searching. We pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would lead us to them. You would lead us to them, oh God. I pray you would lead us to people that are hungry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some things that we're doing. Everybody say outreach. If you want to have a growing, thriving apostolic church, there's two dimensions of that that you must have. Number one, you have to have an end draw. Everybody say end draw. End draw comes from a, 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 an altar that's built by the people. Praying people brings an end drawing of God. And God starts gathering. It's an end draw. No man cometh to God except the Father. With the Spirit, what? Everybody take your hand and say Draw draws him. No man comes to God except God draws him. And when God draws them, he puts them in the path of people that are doing outreach or reaching out. So you have to have outreach. You've got to have the indrawing of God, but you've got to have people that are reaching out to people. You, my dad said it doesn't make sense to sit in the barn waiting on the corn to come in. You got to go harvest it. You got to get in the field. Look at your neighbor and say, get in the field. You, you've got to get out there. You've got to go. It, it doesn't make sense for us to sit in here and wait on sinners to show up. You've got to go to their house. Jesus did his ministry not only in synagogues, but he did his ministry in the streets. House to house. Book of Acts church, house to house. In the streets. Miracles happen out in the Galilee, out in the streets not just in synagogue places or in buildings where people were gathering. So you gotta understand that there is prophecy in this church that, that there is a summer harvest and that there's a harvest so big that we can't contain it in this building no matter how many multiple services we'll have. And there was a vision that somebody saw that the power of God was moving in this church and like a river, it was flowing out of the sanctuary through the doors and into the streets. It makes no sense for us to sit here and wait on the streets to be impacted. Out of your belly, John 7 says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. The miracles are gonna happen with the church in the streets with people having God moments and God using you as sinners that are climbing trees trying to find to get how, where I need Jesus in my life. Last night I started talking to our staff uh, our structure, begin to talk to them about something we're gonna do. And I know you're waiting to see what I told you live at noon, what I'm gonna announce tonight, but I'm waiting to tell you. It's exciting what's getting ready to happen, but I'm waiting to tell you. Start telling last night our structure. Spirit of the Lord moved. There was such a, 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 a fervency and a, a fervor that was in that room. And God began to move and the tongues of interpretation came into that room and God spoke to us. He said, I want you to go reach the people that I have prepared. God has prepared their heart. God is doing a work in their life. There's a stirring already in them. God is dealing with them. He told Simon Peter in Acts 10, he said, Simon, there's somebody getting ready to knock on your house. Door, go with them. The angel of the Lord had already been sent to Cornelius. Go with them. There are so many people that through our prayers, 
through years of seeking God that God's been working on this community. But guess what? The harvest is ready now. Everything you've been praying for, everything you've been seeking for, all these prophecies that speak into the air and push back darkness and bring light because there's creative power in the spoken word. Do you believe that? And you got to believe that what has been prophesied, now we're at the threshold or the edge of seeing that happen. And here we are. Here we are in June of 2021. And God said, now is the time. We went out two weeks ago and uh, knocking doors and going out. There were 16 people that went out. And uh, one of the young men in the church walked up to somebody on the street and said, can I pray for you? And, and they said, well, I pray every day. And he said, well, I just wanted to pray. And that, he said, you're, you mean to tell me that you, you guys go out and you're just praying with people on the street? Your church does this? Yeah. Sparked up a conversation. And they said, well, we just moved here from Hawaii three days ago praying and looking for a church. And they came, they were in the altar on that Sunday. Amen, they, they just came from Hawaii seeking God. They wouldn't have been here, but because somebody was reaching out, the paths crossed and the end draw and the lady from Hawaii, she said, she said, the power of God here is so overwhelming. That's what, that's the goal line. We want everybody to feel the presence of Almighty God. Brother Zion, get the microphone. Come up here and tell them what you were telling me. Listen to this story. Everybody shout, outreach. 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 Tell, tell them what happened in the outreach. I believe it was this Saturday. Go ahead, Brother Zion. Don't we love Brother Zion? Amen. So Saturday during outreach, um, we were going from door to door. And um, before we go, you know, before I go, and it's imperative. You know, order my steps according to that word. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, we approached a lady and uh, we asked her if we could pray for her. Is there anything that, that you need in prayer? And uh, she says, well, I've got this car here. I'm trying to sell this car. So we prayed, God, send somebody to buy the car off of them. And then um, we prayed for her and we ended up in her house. I think it was Monday and we did Bible study with her. And as soon as we left, I was in my car and I felt the spirit of God move on me in my car. Uh. And, and I think it was, I remember the time actually, 6.30, something around there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went to her house to do Bible study and she said, you know, right when you guys left, somebody came to buy that car. <laughs> I believe <And> that. <laughs> I believe that. And I believe they were here on, did they come this past Sunday? They came on Sunday, yes. And they taught her the gospel on Monday. Yes. I think we ought to all stand on our feet and clap our hands and thank God for that. It's summer harvest. It's summer harvest. Somebody shout, it's summer harvest. And they presented to me, listen, there's more. There are so many things that are happening right now. There was another home where they witnessed to somebody and when they witnessed to them, they came to church on Sunday, they repented, they gave their life to the Lord, they were baptized and God filled them with the Holy Ghost on Sunday, that summer harvest. It's something everybody can be involved in. Somebody shout summer harvest. Jesus was declaring, I don't care how rich they are and I don't care how bad of a sinner they are. If they're looking for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to their house. Yeah. Listen, we are the body. Yeah. 
We are the body of Christ. And if we are the body, why aren't our hands reaching? Why isn't our heart moving? Why isn't our mouth speaking? We are the body of Christ. And I'm glad to tell you the anchor is reaching. Anchor is preaching. Anchor is doing the work of the Lord. Somebody shout glory. You may be seated. Saturday we had had over 70 people in outreach in the streets on Saturday and miracles are happening. Thank God for our daughter work pastors that were there and or representatives from their church and people. I think we ought to thank God for that, a unified effort to gather the harvest. What's next? We're gonna have outreach this coming Saturday. A lot of pastors go through this and we have been there at moments. We call it the summer slump. Everybody shout, not at the anchor. Kids and I were talking about vacation and they, they said, we don't, I'm not sure if we want to go. There's too many exciting things happening right now. That's right. That's a, that's a good thing to hear from your kids. And uh, in the office staff, they started talking about, they said, we've got an idea. All right. What's your idea? They said, we think we ought to go to the Y Bridge on July the 4th instead of having service in the building. Hundreds, even thousands of people are going to be there. There's going to be fireworks that are going off and, and uh, we can maybe serve the community and be around them and who knows what God is going to do instantly when he spoke that. Brother Nehemiah and the team were talking about this. I could see heroin addicts instantly being delivered. Instantly being delivered. I said we got to put some We've got to, we've got to get, get some skeletons to this. We've, we've got to get some functionality, a structure to this and we, because we want to do it with excellence. And the team started talking about what they could do and how we could do it in the timeline. And, and uh, the more we started talking, the, 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 the bigger it became and what we could do. And they went down to the mayor's office. He'd given us full approval. We went down to the safety, public safety's office and they've given us full approval. So guess what? On July the 4th, we're going to be at the Y Bridge on a Sunday night We're going to have chairs set out. We're going to have a stage that's put out. We're going to be singing down there. And when people come, God is going to, he's already opened the door. He's already opened the door. We're going to have church down there. We're going to be handing water bottles to people. We're going to be hot dogs, whatever food Sister Annie comes up with. We're going to be blessing the people and praying with people. And guess what God's going to do? The Lord you see how, do you see how the, it came? Zacchaeus saw where he was going, climbed the tree, and their paths crossed. There's going to be a path that's going to cross at the wide bridge that's going to change people's lives. Come on, if you're excited about it, jump to your feet and clap your hands and shout, there's a summer harvest. It's a summer harvest. That's July the 4th. We're going to be down there singing and exhorting and testifying and meeting people and watching fireworks. But guess what? One week later is is July the 11th. David Smith is coming. We're going to have an outside crusade at the White Bridge. We're going to do it again. And we believe we're going to pray possibly hundreds of people through to the Holy Ghost, leading them to Jesus. We're going to have deliverance, miracle services on a Sunday evening. I can feel some of you thinking, but what about it's going to be hot? The will of God a lot of times comes through inconveniences. 
inconveniences, sitting out. I've already prayed against any bad weather. When we went down, and you can stand or sit, it's up to you, but when we went down, I said before we can make a decision about July the, the 11th and that, I said, I gotta go down there. When I got down there on the property, Elder Mealy, when I got down there on the property and I started looking around, look, looking around this place and look, looking at the Y Bridge and the waterfalls. and We had an event there one time and Sister Lisa, we had 2,500 people down there one time. 2,500, another time 1,500. And we baptized 101 setting and 70 some people in another setting. And after those period of time, we went and started focusing on daughter works and helping other cities. But the harvest is back here now. And, and it's time to go into the field. But, but I was down there looking around and we were talking. And, and when, I, when I turned around the wide bridge at my back where those vessels are, I faced and tore those vessels and I fell to my knees and the spirit of intercession came over me so strong. I started interceding for the city for broken people and addicts and people that, that are looking for God. They just don't know how to get to him. They, they're trying to find God in substance and, 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 and lifestyles and different things. They just don't know. They don't know. They're, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing and they don't even re they realize there's something more. They just don't know where the more is. I started interceding. I started binding the devil. I started saying things like this. Devil, you can't have this city. Your, your time here is done. You take your hands off of these people. You get your hands off of our babies. You get your hands off of our teenagers. You get your addictive hands off of our children. You can't have them. We're going to have a revival. You get your hands off of their mind. You get your hands off of our marriages. You get your hands off of this community. Get your hands. I started binding every, every spirit I could think of. Fear, bondage, false doctrine. I started binding everything. I'm literally on the grass on my knees. Binding everything I can. Loosing faith. Loosing worship. Loosing, loosing truth. Loosing hope. Loosing joy. Amen. Started pleading the blood. When I got up, I looked up. Brother Nehemiah's walking and praying. Brother Mark Melick's walking and praying. Brother Adam Nelson's walking and praying. I look and uh, Brother Dylan Woodward, he's out there walking and praying. The Spirit of the Lord hit us. We walking, getting ready to walk back. You can be seated. Walk back to the car. When I walk back to the car, if you're with me, say amen. amen. I walk back to the car, getting ready to leave and started looking around that property. I never believed, never, never knew that property down there so big and crossed the creek and started thinking about some things and what God might do and what God's gonna do down there. And, and uh, somebody later told me that that street right up there, Beaumont, Beaumont Street, that's where this church began. Prayer meeting, almost 80 years ago was why we're here. Is it possible God is going to do something in that area right there? That's so life changing for so many people because everything God does starts in a prayer meeting. Everything God does starts in a prayer meeting. Everything God does starts in a prayer meeting. And I, I went over to the car and I looked, some lady came. I, I don't remember meeting her. Here she came walking. And when she got close, Brother Nehemiah was walking to meet her. And uh, closer she got, she started going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, she was moved, you know, she was moved. And, and Brother Nehemiah said, this is our pastor. She said, I know who he is. I watch all services on Facebook. She said, I'm on my face praying. Other times I'm shouting through the house. I said, well, let's pray. She lifted her hands, started speaking in other tongues right there. <laughs> 
She's a Holy Ghost filled Christian. And I told them, I said, she's not out here because she saw us here. She's here because she felt us here. Because there's an end drawing of the power of God. I want to see some souls saved. I want to see some lives added to the kingdom. How many want to see it happen? If you do, jump your feet and shout. There's a victory for every heroin addict. There's a victory for every drug addict. There's a victory. Lift your hands and call in the name of the Lord for our city. Come on, I'm tired of hearing about all these overdoses. I want to see it turn around. I want to see people set free. Oh God, let us stand between somebody. Let us stand between somebody and their addiction. Let us stand between somebody that's lost and show them direction. Let us, let us get in between, oh God. Let us get in between. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Brother Lee, Sister Teresa, I think we need a prayer meeting down there before we actually go down there. Is that right? All right, thank God for our prayer, prayer coordinators already set up. I don't know when we'll do it. I'm spontaneous. I realize it's Father's Day this weekend. We'll do it at another time, but I think it'd be good we went down there and got in a circle and prayed for our city. How many are gonna help pastor pray every day for this community? I feel an old-fashioned breakthrough. Something mighty is gonna happen. There will be drug dealers that are gonna be instantly set free. There are gonna be crack addicts instantly delivered. You watch it. They're gonna become preachers. They're gonna become choir members. They're gonna become, amen, contributing citizens in this community because God's able. God's able. God, come on, shout with me. Everybody worship with me. God is gonna do a work. I've been praying, we've been praying for every racial barrier to be broken. No such thing in the kingdom as a white church and a black church. I, listen, I asked God. I said, let us be the most multicultural church in this region. Let it be. Let it be. Come on, let it be. We're going to have good church down there. When you go down there, don't, don't approach anybody as if they don't want to be there. You approach everybody as if it's Zacchaeus who climbed the tree, went to some extreme measure to find the Lord. They want what we have. And why wouldn't they? Jesus is the answer. Man, he's my peace. I was driving down the road one day. I was driving down the road and I said to the Lord, thank you for peace. He said, I am your peace. I said, Lord, I thank you for joy. He said, I am your joy. I mean, no, he is everything we need tonight. If you're here and you need deliverance, you can get it tonight. It's just instantaneously gonna happen. People are gonna be instantaneously delivered. Just like that. Instantaneously. 18 years of a spirit of infirmity. And Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed. And she was immediately loosed of her infirmity. God is going to set people free. You hear me as I tell you in the Holy Ghost, the Lord has put his name into this city. There is a work that God's doing all over this region. But the Lord wants to visit this city again. I want you to lift your hands and start calling on the name of the Lord for your family, for your friends. Everybody start doing that. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there is a harvest. 
Come on, I want you to start praying. Hallelujah. God, we're getting out of this building. We're going to the streets. Oh, God. Would somebody find an altar somewhere and start interceding for some broken person who's going to get on their knees tonight and start praying for Zacchaeus tonight? Come on, somebody find a place to pray in this building. The Lord wants his church to call upon his name for these people. Somebody pray for Zacchaeus. Somebody pray for the heroin addict. Somebody pray for the backslider. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Lord, help us to seek and save the lost. Help us to reach for the broken and the hurting. The broken and the afflicted, oh God, you know who they are and where they are this evening. Help us to be a light in a dark hour. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Oh, in the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody stand in the gap for somebody. Lord, don't let judgment come to them. Set them free tonight. Help us, Lord, to reach, to be willing to be available for what you are doing, oh God. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.